The opinions expressed in the following program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. Family-owned Paranormal Pizza underwrites this episode of Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast, located at 901 Gazan Parkway, Southwest Wyoming, and available at 616-531-8300. Ghost by Richard Jones. I live in a house with no windows. A black curtain hangs on my door. The voices of conscience torment me. I live in a room with no floor. There's dirt in the corner I can't see. There's water that runs down the wall. There's mice in the attic above me and rats playing games in the hall. I live in a house with no windows and sleep in a room with no heat. The darkness of life that surrounds me keeps out the sounds of the street. I wake when the shadows have fallen and walk when the memories cease, when purpose in life has no meaning and only the wicked find peace. Each night you sense that I'm with you. You feel my breath as you sleep. You hear the faint creak of the floorboards and out of the shadow I creep. I live in a house with no windows. I live in a house that is now yours. It's my voice you hear. I died in this room with no doors. Brought to you by WKTV, I'm Wayne Thomas. Welcome to another Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. As always, we ask that you please keep an open mind about things that you might not easily believe as we explore the mysterious. I have this disclaimer to make about opinions expressed on this program. <laughs> we all own our own opinions here. My, my opinions are my own. My guests are, have their own opinion. They're responsible for that. And my co-hosts have their own opinion. So let's meet my co-host right now. Let's start with a former Ghostbuster. Yep. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Kim Colleen. I founded and created the Tulip City Ghostbusters for the last couple of years and now co-hosting with Wayne and Brandon for the Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. Yeah, okay. And our third member of our panel, Brandon Jose. And Brian Jose, I've been paranormal guest investigator for about 10 years on a few different teams. Right. And probably a uh, hundred plus cases we worked at least. <laughs> right. So now our featured guest shares the same bio as Brandon, actually. She's a podcast host. She's a founder and lead investigator of a team that investigates ghosts aliens, Bigfoot, and other cryptids. Please welcome Tyra Clark of Arkansas X-Files. Hey guys, how you doing? Hello. All I'm right. I'm excited about this. I'm excited too. I think we're going to have a lot of really cool things to talk about tonight. Yeah, we're going to compare some notes because like I say, Brandon, Brandon does the same thing. His, his team 
when him and I were together, we specialized in ghosts. But then now as Kent County Paranormal, they're looking into other areas just as you do. So we'll right. compare those notes as we go. Tyra, we want to hear, of course, your background. You know, All right. Bio, you know, what, what, how you got some inspiration. You might have started at a young age, maybe. All of us did. We all had early influences that got us going. So go ahead and uh, tell us and let us know uh, about yourself. Sure. Um, okay. So, yeah. Um, one thing I like to share with everybody is that um, paranormal has been something that's been a part of my life. Well, pretty much my whole life um, since I was a very, very young child. Okay. I've had paranormal events occur and um, some of the ones that actually occurred, this house that I'm in right now um, is the house that I grew up in. I'm, Tim, I'm back in it now, but um, this, this particular room, um, when I was 14 years old, I experienced sleep paralysis. Okay. Um, and which was very terrifying. And at the time, um, you know, so this is like in the nineties, the late nineties, um, you know, it wasn't a very well-known subject that was spoke about a lot. Um, and I am a Christian. And so, you know, I regularly went to church and, and everything. And, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing the sleep paralysis in, because I believe that it was something spiritual. Okay. That was happening. I don't, um, when it first occurred, it happened in this very room, which is now my son's room. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I woke up what seemed like I woke up, I could see the shadow of the fan on the wall. Um, but when I tried to move and when I tried to speak, I couldn't. And then I felt this wave of energy that was just like started at the top of my head and just, it went all the way through my body. And when it gets to my chest, I can't hardly breathe. Um, I don't know what it was the first time that I snapped out of it and I sit up and I started crying. Well, it, it terrified me because I never had anything like that happen to me before. Um, so I immediately, you know, started praying. Okay. Cause that's what I was taught to do. I didn't know, you know, was this a ghost or what was happening or at the time, but I, I didn't wake my grandparents up that night. I eventually did share this with my grandmother, um, because it started happening again. And then, um, she actually took me to, you know, the doctor. So, you know, they had medical explanations for sleep paralysis, um, of course, that they shared with me and, um, you know, the different stages of sleep and um, the, the REM stage where most people go. And that's where we have dreams, the rapid eye movement. Um, but there's another stage outside of that where people actually have out of body experiences and um, things of that nature, uh, deep, deep, deep sleep or meditation. People in meditation can go. Um, and that's what they were trying to explain to me that basically I'm going into this further step for whatever the reason, say I'm really tired or emotionally stressed and I'm going into this deep sleep. And then when I, for some reason, something tries to wake me up, you know, I'm fighting it. So I'm actually causing myself to go into like a panic attack of some sort. So that was the medical version that they told me. Um, now, um, and then they actually tried to put me on pills when I was younger and I, you know, I, I ended up literally putting them, flushing them down the toilet because I just don't do that. I don't like them. Um, and it kept happening. It kept happening. And every time it was happening throughout the years, it got worse and worse. Um, you know, I started actually seeing figures, you know, um, like uh, shadow figures. Um, I started feeling like something was touching me. Okay. Um, and one of the worst ones 
I actually shared this on Tyra Talks Paranormal, my show, um, was when I was actually a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine at the time had had a baby and he had suddenly passed away from SIDS. Um, I typically would stay because they had a little, her and my brother had gotten together and they had a little apartment. And I would typically, when I stayed there, stayed the night, I would have um, the baby sleep on my chest and I wouldn't move or anything of that nature. But anyway, I wasn't there the night that happened. But two weeks later, after he passed, I came back to that apartment and I was asleep on that couch. Okay. And it started happening at this time. At this point, it happened so much that I kind of knew um, if I tried to fight it, you know, it was just going to make it worse. So almost try to just relax and let myself just go back into that deep sleep. And this, that's what I kind of try to do is try to go back into that deep sleep. And this time it felt like something, you know, touched me on the leg. So obviously, you know, your instinct is to look down. So I'm trying to look down, but I can't. And then it was like, not so much like a physical force. And I don't know if you guys ever had anything of this nature happen to you, but it was like, say I'm a piece of me uh, metal and there was a magnet at the end of the couch. It was like this force I felt like was pulling me off the couch. And then all of a sudden I hear this, like, I don't know the words that they were saying, but almost like a, in a demonic nature, like it was just really harsh and I knew it wasn't good. So even though I couldn't speak, I could think in my head. So I just, you know, I rebuked it in the name of Jesus. And then I immediately set up. Um, and I have one more story I'd like to share with you guys, because this is why I say spiritual. Okay. Cause my grandmother and I had talked about all these things that were happening. And she was like, Tyra, I just, I think that this is, you know, when you're at your lowest times or things are going on, that's when, you know, Satan's trying to swoop in there and, you know, um, affect you. And, and, you know, I did have a lot of stuff going on in my life at the time. And obviously after my friend's baby passed, I mean, that was very traumatizing as well. But one more story I want to end on a very good note as far as this um, was that, okay, so um, a little while later, I'd had this happen again. And, and actually during this time after that, I heard that voice. Um, I actually have this happen and I actually stopped breathing, guys. And I, I, I was freaking out because in my head, I was like, this is how I'm going to die, you know, but thankfully I I woke myself, well, I would say I woke myself up. I could see what was in front of me. I sit up and I took a big gasp. And then one more time after that, um, I had some counselors um, and I, I told them, you know, this is what's going on. This is in my late teens. I said, I'm terrified. You know, now I, this, I told them everything that happened up into that point. And this last time I said, I actually stopped breathing. So can, you know, is there anybody that can help me with this? So they were going to send me to a mental health facility. Okay. Um, and this is another like touchy subject with, for me, because, you know, it also, I tell people, you know, if you ever experience uh, sleep paralysis, please contact me as we can talk about it. Okay. Um, but anyway, but this time I was, I was in bed. It was the night before I was supposed to go see mental health. I had my hands on my chest like this guys. Okay. It was a twin size bed. And it started happening. I see, I see what's in front of me, but I can't move. And I thought, oh man, because the last time, you know, I'd stopped breathing. So I was like, oh no, I was so I was terrified. But this time it felt like somebody sat on the bed next to me and it felt like they put their hand on my hand. And then I heard a voice and it was a very soothing, like it was scary, but it wasn't, it was soothing. And it told me, Tyra, don't be afraid. Okay. And so 
after that, immediately I sit up. And one of the things my mom used to tell me to do when I was ever in doubt, she said, just open up your Bible, Tyra, and start reading. And, you know, God will show you. And so I started reading and I swear to y'all, this is the story I read. And I don't know if you're familiar with this story, but it's a very, a very popular story in the Bible, but it talks about Daniel in the lion's den. And it said that, uh, you know, an angel of the Lord appeared to Daniel and Daniel fell into, uh, well, Daniel was afraid. Um, and the angel of the Lord said, Daniel, do not be afraid for I'm with you always. God is with you. And then he put his hand on Daniel and Daniel fell into a deep sleep. So that's the wrapped up that sleep paralysis thing. I believe that, you know, um, you know, that was just in my belief. I, I believe that, you know, God was telling me he's, he's got me. I believe it was definitely a spiritual thing. Um, so that was a big part of my life was this, you know, it happened all the way up until actually the summer of 2019, I actually had a case of it happen. Um, but prior to that, it hadn't happened since my children were very young, um, when they were just babies and stuff. So, um, but I mean, other things we've actually, we've lived in haunted houses. This house, um, is an older house. It's, it was built in 1936. Uh, we've had, there's been a black mass scene in this house. Um, we've had, uh, in my, my aunt uncle's house in Batesville, it's in Northern Arkansas and it literally sits its front yard is a graveyard okay um we've experienced very terrifying things there so um my sister and i my whole family um one where it was it was so scary that literally me and my sister had gotten our our children when they were very young and we got out of the house and we said we're not coming back in this house until you guys come and do something we called our aunts um but yeah so i mean paranormal events have always happened but so what got me into this right what got me into this field so one day I was scrolling through Facebook, okay, and I seen that they had this event happening, and it was close to me. It was in my state, um, and it said it was called Haunted Hearts at the Fee House, and it said you can experience a two-hour paranormal investigation. So I was, like, super stoked about this. I was like, yeah, I got to go check this out. So I went by myself, didn't have any equipment, you know. Um, I got there at the event, and... Um, there was another guy that had showed up. He was by himself. He didn't have any equipment either. So we downloaded an app. He did on his phone, a voice recorder app. And we walked around and I asked questions. Well, the next day he sends me the files over and I'll never forget this. And, but I was sitting there, had my earbuds in and I captured my very first EVP. Um, and for you guys watching, <laughs> yeah, when you, for you guys watching EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, it said that we can capture them through voice recorders. And I guess it's a good time to show show them what what I work with, right? Yeah, right. sure. So I finally got some uh, equipment, guys. This is not what a lot of the paranormal investigators have. They have the, a lot of the digital ones, but I got an old school recorder, and this is my baby right here. This is my Cadillac. All right, uh, it's an Olympus. I'm trying to get it up there close where y'all can see. Um, it makes it a little bit difficult um, to actually transfer your your captured evps but it can be done okay what do you mean um, that's not good does it have a tape in it it no it's just um it looks like my recorder digital yep. yeah you you should be able to transfer and i it says that i should be able to transfer it now i have not been able to yet transfer them to my laptop okay 
I don't know why it won't let me do that. Um, but a lot of the digital ones, it makes it easier for you to do that is what I'm saying. Do you have this a program one, on your computer that you use? Um, I actually have what I do and I have recorded, um, if I have a nice quiet space, what I do is there's WavePad. You can get it for free. It's an app on my laptop. And I have a microphone that I hook up to it, right? And when I want, and then I can actually play my EVP, my voice recording, okay? And capture it on there. And then I can share from there. That That's the only difference on mine versus probably the newer stuff. Um, but I had recently purchased a digital recorder and I just honestly did not care for it. Um, it just, it, the sound quality is nothing like this one. Um, I've captured, captured many EVPs on this recorder and very clear, um, very clear. I, I like to call them my class A EVPs just because typically, like, I think we talked about this a little bit. You had told me, you know, sometimes a lot of time people have to have earbuds or something of that nature to right. actually hear them. Is yeah. that what you were saying? Um, but my people, listen, when I do my tours, which I haven't got to that yet. Um, yeah, I, I play, I play and let the people hear. Um, so, but, so I had that event. Um, I guess I'm kind of getting a little sidetracked, but yeah, I had that event guys. So, um, and, and I was just hooked after I got, I captured my first EVP. Um, and so then I started, well, you know, I started going with other people um, and, you know, I didn't have a group or a team or anything like that at the time. I was just trying to meet up with new people to see, you know, if maybe I could join their team or group and it wasn't really working out. I mean, I, I did investigate with several people. So one day guys, I decided I'm just going to do this. I'm going to start my own team. So that's, I, I came up with, it was very interesting how I, I did this because I had several different names. And first of all, you know, how. I want a unique name, but I want something that's different. Um, so I had actually Googled like, um, you know, paranormal groups in Arkansas because I didn't want, you know, anybody else's name. I didn't want to try to, you know, um, anything like that. And so there's a, there's a site, which I'm not sure if you Google <laughs> paranormal, paranormal groups or societies, it'll come up. And so I seen what they had and I had made me a list and I had, I had a, a like a pretty good list of all these different names and and um and so you know I just kind of end up going with Arkansas X Files um, because I like, yeah, I like it. it you like it okay yeah. thank you I know some people you know um the reason I picked this is because we're gonna get into this okay yeah I got my shirt on too guys <laughs> it's super cool oh yeah thank you nice. Love it. Um, but yeah, um, and thank you. And I came up, I came up with the idea for this logo. Um, I have a designer, she's amazing. Um, here out of BB, Arkansas. She at Print and Press Apparel Company, she is amazing. So you basically can tell her whatever you want, and she and she, you know, works it up and she'll get you a logo made. Um, but yeah, so Arkansas X Files, because not only do I, you know, I say paranormal is such a wide you can do so much with that, right? We got cryptids. We got, I mean, we've got, you know, ghosts. Um, we got all kinds of Bigfoot, okay? Um, and I have stories. I have uh, one personal story, but I have another story that, you know, has to do with my mother back in the 70s here in Arkansas <laughs> and Bigfoot. I absolutely believe that it is real. Um, 
And so, yeah, I wanted something that included all of the realm, right? Mm-hmm. And growing up, what did everybody watch? I watched X Files. <laughs> that was like our favorite time of the night, guys. We would, me and my sister, would go run and jump in my mom's bed, and we were like, mm-hmm. cut the lights out. We got some X Files going on, right? And mm-hmm. they covered pretty much everything, right? They so, did. You know, um, give them all the credit there, but you know, I, so that's, that's basically where I, I, it, it kind of won my heart over the Arkansas X-Files, but you know, I put our little twist on there. Cause you know, and, uh, so yeah, so then, um, I think I've seen I, them all. I think yeah. I've seen all the X-Files. Let's get these I other guys. I think I've seen them all too. What's the best one for you guys, Kim and Brandon? What's the best oh, X-Files episode? I like oh, well, one. Since I watched, I got think for a I like one where they were chasing this thing that was in the sewer. That was. Oh, I remember that episode. Big yeah. suction that cup on gross. Yeah. yeah. I remember one was they were like harvesting bees or something. There was like these big. All right. What was yeah. the one with the bee, What was the one with the bees? That was in the um, movie. The bees. It, is it in the movie? Yeah, there's an X File movie, like one of the reunion oh. movies. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember everything there was about Man, it. But I, wasn't there? Huh? Lizard Man? Lizard Man? Um, aliens? Guys? Yeah, UFOs? Yes, we can talk yep. about that too. I don't know why I didn't say them. Um, absolutely believe in them. Okay, and I have a story on that too. Um, well, you, you're going kind of fast. We need to, as you bring down. these stuff up, we need to discuss them more. Because yeah. On these recorders, talking about EVPs, you brought yeah. up class A, but there's class A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And then C actually is the most common, but with C, you can't make it out. You know there's something there, but you no one can really agree on what it is. And then yeah. B, you can make it out and people can agree somewhat. But A, that you're t- claiming, is very rare that you have an EVP where anybody and everybody can understand what it is yeah before we started you talked about an evp where they said something about help yes um one of my best um captured evps we did an experiment we had uh, this was at the fee house in little rock and we actually had a couple guest investigators in um with arkansas x-files and we decided to do an experiment and, and they have um, two like family areas in the house. And, um, and one of them in particular is where they would have, um, you know, that's where they would, you know, have their like maybe piano or whatever, and they'd have their sitting chairs and they would just, you know, sit there and relax at the end of the day, listen to their music. So somebody said, well, why don't we play some uh, time error music? Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Let's try. I've never tried that before. I'm all about trying new things, right? To try to get better communication with the with the spirits. And so we played this music. And I'm telling you guys, they talked. It's like they were talking the whole time. And um, one in one of the the EVPs that we capture, um, it says, "I ask if a specific spirit was there, a male spirit." And, and he says, while this music is playing, and I don't know if the vibrations or what something enhanced this for them or the location, you know, the time air music, what it was that triggered this, but there was so much communication, but he, I, um, 
I asked him, are you, one of the male spirits, if, are you with us? And he says, I'm, I'm behind you. I am behind you. I am behind you like that three times. He repeated that. And at the end of this, we get almost two, like two feminine voices, um, that say, help us. We are lost. And it, that is something that, uh, it's very personal. I, I'm very, very much drawn to the fee house and to the fee family that's in that house. Okay. The spirits, because, um, because I want to help them. And, and guys, you know, I, I told you, I haven't, so haunted hearts of this year, that event would be my year. Um, so that just passed. So I've literally only been in this field for a year, but I can tell you some of the things that I picked up and some of the knowledge I feel like I've obtained is well beyond my years. Okay. And, and spirits actually communicating with me. Um, but I, I promised them that I'm going to help them, you know, and if I can't do it, I will find somebody to help them. So, um, that's, it's, I'm oh, very, is that your, mission? your, your mission is basically to help. Yes. Yes. That is it. Um, basically I, I do residential cases, um, as well. I've done three, um, residential cases and they've all been, I would say successful. Um, the last one which was, I had to go back because, and I was telling you guys a little bit about this one, um, but we, I do, um, upon request guys, I do cleansings, okay, with Sage, um, and we had, this is a pretty big house, it's, a, it's an older house too, it was two-story, and we had went through there and saged this entire house, okay, and I always say the Lord's prayer when I'm doing, when I'm doing a cleansing, okay, and, and other people have different beliefs, and that's fine, in fact, my team members and my, on my team, you know, they, we all have different beliefs, but, um, but that's what I do. Okay. So we'd actually walk through this entire house, but the one spot that I did not do, and I forgot to do was their closet, the family in the, in their master bedroom. Okay. And it went, I want to say three weeks or so went by and, and I didn't hear anything from them. And, and I'd actually ask them prior to that, you know, how's everything going? Everything seemed to be going okay. And then all of a sudden they messaged me and they said, Tyra, uh, you need to come over here. <laughs> and they said some stuff's going on. And so I said, okay. Um, and so I immediately, I got, I grabbed my bags cause that's what I do. And because another thing there's, uh, I do residentials, but especially when there's children involved, and there are children involved in this one. And so I was like, you know, I got you. I, my team, mother team members weren't able to meet me. So I just kind of did this solo, which I don't recommend <laughs> either that anybody goes to any location solo. Um, so just making a note of that, but I did because I'm, I, you know, anyway, I did. <laughs> and I went into this closet where they were talking about this and I did what I do, um, and I started asking questions, right? And and they actually, every time, another piece of device, I guess is a good time to bring this one in. Yeah. The ring pod. Oh, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. Brandon, anybody on your team use one of those? I've used them a little bit. Jen's used them. I'm not really a big fan of them myself. Right. Just, oh, no. Just because the, like, they tend to be more distracting for me. Lots like I tend to like kind of less technology a lot of times. Noises but. and stuff. Yeah. Well, the idea the is that when a spirit touches the top of that, if it almost looks like an antenna, right, Tara? I'll show you. I can turn it on real quickly, but um, I'll basically uh, this is like when I'm doing my tours, which I still haven't got to that. <laughs> um, 
I always give them a demonstration. So the REM pod is, it's going to put out an electromagnetic field around it when it's turned okay. on. You would just basically, you know, you have it like this, pull up your antenna, okay? The button, on, the on button's on the bottom. So you just flip it on and you've got lights up here, guys. So yep. you've got one, two, three, four, and then you've got another light that's actually right, right here in the middle. And that's a temperature light. So it puts out an electromagnetic field. If anything interferes with that field, it's going to light off. It's going to make, and Turn the cool REM pods is because it's, it, you can actually almost tell what direction they're different colors so you can almost tell what direction it's coming from okay yeah. or you can ask them specifically to light up a certain color um the red one in the middle i think that one stays on the whole time um then you also have a temperature gauge on this one which is so nice. if the temperature varies plus or minus five degrees it's going to set that that temperature gauge off can you turn so, it on yeah definitely Okay, see if I can turn my light off real quick. That helps a little. Oh yeah, okay. that helps. Oh, yeah. yeah, so so I'm holding it, so it's gonna be hard yeah. to try to demonstrate, but right. I'll try to touch. See how the different lights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. Okay. I was gonna make sure there wasn't anything in here with me right now. <laughs> okay. No, oh, that yeah. was me. But yeah, that's it. This is actually I love the rim pod. Um, well, I think it. I like to take that, put it in some place that you think's a hot spot, and have yes. a camera, have your camera focused right on it. Yeah. Or sometimes I will use, like it depends if I have a trigger object, some kind of a child ghost. I'll yeah. bring some bait, or you know what I think makes good bait? What's Women. that? Women. Women. Did, before, when we started out, Brandon and I started out was like most guys, you know, we had four or five guys on the team. Yeah. And I think we were missing out because some ghosts, if it's a, a female spirit, maybe that was in a brothel, like we talked about before we went on camera, yeah. or if it's a child spirit, they might be attracted to a motherly type person mm -hmm. more so than three, they four yeah. guys. So yeah, well, I well think and the uh, pervy guy uh, spirits as well tend to be more. Uh, yeah, gotta, oh yeah, some of the female in some of our cases we've done. So you yeah. might pick up an incubus or a succubus. <laughs> yeah, Ira, when you started out, I was the things you talked about seemed kind of dark. Those stories yeah. you were telling when you were young. You yeah. Well, yeah. You think that was some kind of a dark spirit? Um, I do, and I'll tell you why I think that because I haven't even. <laughs> Um, so once I, after I started my team guys, I actually, I didn't bring the book in here, but somebody who very much inspired me, um, in this field and still inspires me very much is Natalie Jones. And I'm sure you, but she is, um, lead navigator for ghost hunter girls and which actually Arkansas X-Files, we lead the Midwest division of ghost hunter girls. And, and Ghost Hunter Girls is out of Texas. She's also um, the creator of Texas Paracon. So that's going to be a huge thing next, or well, not next year, we're in this year, in yeah. August of this year. Um, so I'm very excited because we have a lot of huge headliners um, coming to that. So, um, but Natalie Jones wrote a book. It's called Awaken the Higher Self, Bringing Darkness to Light, okay? And I purchased this book and... I started reading it and, and I tell you what, okay. So one of the things she says that she believes 
and hopefully Natalie's okay with this, but I just want to share, you know, but she believes that a lot of people um, will experience something in, uh, when they're younger, uh, at a younger age. Mm -hmm. And this is when Satan tries to come in and install fear into your life. Okay. And, and that's to prevent you from becoming your highest version of yourself. Okay. So for whatever the reason, I believe, I believe that that was what he was trying to do to me as a, a, as a young child. He was trying to install fear in me because he knew what I was capable of doing in this field. Okay. And I, and I, you know, like I said, I don't, you know, I don't judge anybody guys. Everybody has all different kinds of beliefs in this field. And, you know, these are my own personal beliefs. Um, but I absolutely believe that God put me in this field for a reason. And, and talking about the passion to help people, um, that are experienced things that, you know, are unexplained. They feel like they're lost. They don't know what to do. Well, I'm the person they can call up. It's it, here in Arkansas, surrounding states. I love to travel. So, you know, if it's, if it's within my means, I will definitely make that, you know, make that happen if it has children involved. Um, but yeah, I absolutely do believe that's what that was. Um, and reading through the, reading this book, I kind of had this, I guess you'd call spiritual awakening through that as well yeah I, um, I think that they are going to pick on somebody who is maybe weakened by certain mm -hmm. conditions in their life yes that, that's when the dark forces will come in i know brandon can tell you we've heard help a whole lot yeah times on investigations different forms of help and we try to get them to repeat it of course but another thing that we hear is get out yeah I haven't, um, I haven't heard that yet. I've heard, I've been growled oh. at, at the Crescent Hotel. Um, that's another famous place. Um, we actually had, it was captured on, uh, we had, okay, and I'll show you this. I don't know where that's at exactly, but um, this is just a 2K, um, it's got night vision. It's just a camera, okay? Yeah. Um, and we had this set up in our hotel room and, uh, we were actually getting ready to go, go get us something to eat. And, and it was actually positioned in between the two beds on the stand. And at one point we, you know, you could tell when you got closer to the camera because obviously the volume gets louder. Okay. Um, and we had somebody sitting on the bed kind of close to it at one point, but then we, there was just three of us and we, we all get up and we're far, you know, we're pretty good distance away from the camera, but the camera can capture all three of us. And then you hear this, ah, like it was creepy. And they also said my name that night. Uh, ah. That was the first time I ever had my name captured on an EVP, which Love. for most people, oh, I'm coming back. Yeah, oh, there back. we go. Yeah, um, we, we've all heard our names uh, and without using any sort of equipment, just, just the regular recording. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the That's get out too. I heard oh. that one audibly so as well. How did you guys react to that? How did you react when you heard your name? I'm just curious. Brandon, what? Yeah. What did you say you heard, Brandon? Oh, and the get out too at the uh, Nick Finks. I said I heard that audibly as well. All oh, right, without any sort of equipment. Mm -hmm. But I heard Brandon's name. We were at uh, a residence, and you say no recording, and it was pretty plain. We just walked down the basement. This basement, they something had pushed this lady down the basement. So this wasn't a fun thing. This entity was was being mean towards her. Oh man. Yeah, I've heard mine, I don't know, several times. 
it doesn't really phase me anymore, but I know when Brandon, we, we had a new member and then she heard her name and she was kind of shook about it. She was a little mm -hmm. shook, but she also had something that got in her once. Have you ever had that where the spirit got right inside um, of you? No, not, no. Um, I, I set my intentions and, and this might say, this might sound very big headed, um, but I set my intentions very clear in any time I go into a location, um, I let them know that they are not allowed to touch me. They're not allowed to use my energy. They can use the energy from my devices to communicate or other sources, my phone. I don't care. Um, but, you know, I told you I have a location coming up that I think it's going to test that theory that I have. Um, but it's more of like a belief for me. So, but no, the first time I heard my name spoke and I, most people I think would be terrified, but I actually went on a solo mission until 3.30 in the morning by myself, took my camera and walked around the hotel, outside the hotel. Um, and, you know, I captured a little bit of stuff after that, but it was just like, okay, you know, I don't know why I didn't stay in the room, but it was like something was just driving me to be like, you know, okay, you said my name. So what is it that you want to communicate? You know, kind of like, what is it, you know? Um, and it's been... Now, four other locations, I've captured um, my name through uh, EVPs being spoken. Uh, the Fee family have said, Tyra, uh, they told me they lie. They've told me, uh, <laughs> this is a whole nother thing as far as the, the Fee family, because I there's something other than helping them, which that's the main thing, is helping them, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, you really have to be careful about deceivers, ones that will yeah. lie to you. They'll, they'll portray themselves as something other than what they really are. They'll, for a little girl, they'll be a little girl, mm -hmm. whatever they think might appeal to the person that they're yeah. around. You've yeah, for that. sure. Um, yeah, and you know, and and that's well, I don't think anybody really ever knows who they're talking to. I mean, literally, um, <laughs> you know, it is very tricky in this field like that. And, um, but I honestly do believe that when I'm communicating with the fee family, I'm communicating with them. Um, and you know, they just, I think that they want their story. That's another thing that I'm really big about and passionate about is sharing these spirit stories because, um, it's important. It's just like their legacy, you know what I'm saying? So these haunted locations you go to a lot of them, you're going to get the history, right? Okay. And so it's kind of like what I say, you know, you can never go. I, I don't believe you can go to a location one time and have it all figured out. You just cannot do it. Okay. Right. You can't, you've got to go several times. So, you know, not talking bad about anybody, but maybe there's somebody who comes to a location um, maybe once or twice and they then start to share a story about this. So it's kind of like the game of telephone. It gets all twisted. Right. And I think that's kind of what has happened at the fee house a little bit. And even in some of the, the history that's told, you know, during the tours, which I've spoke to the owner about this, I, I don't think that the fee family is very necessarily happy about that, just the way it's put, you know? And so for me to be able to try to communicate their story is very important to me as well. So that's yeah. another, it's, it's kind of a little bit unique with that, with my investigating, you know? As Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters, we would try to get in at least a minimum of three times you start out with the interview, then you come back and investigate, and then you come back again and reveal yeah. what you might have found for them, and then come back and then sage. 
and bless right. the house. You know, we used to, we'd work with a minister. I would sage, he would bless. We've seen some weird things happening there. I've had dogs that were biting me the whole time. I was saying the prayers and stuff. I say the prayers. I like St. Francis because in that one, it's like you're asking to be an instrument of peace. Yeah. So I'm trying to bring peace to the dead, peace to the living too, really. Because yeah. if, you're, if you're living with a ghost, there might not be a whole lot of peace in your house if they're up night after night, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But yeah, I, I use prayers. I think that's the way to go. I use white sage. And white sage, yeah. Palo Santo wood. Uh, yeah. I've adopted that after talking with more people. Brandon Brandon doesn't like to smell that white sage at all, but he can stand the Palo Santo wood. No, I get too much of the sage. It starts making me nauseous. Like Palo Santo wood doesn't do that. That's why I personally like Palo Santo wood better. Yeah. He's seen too where I'm going around with this smoke and the mice. It's like a, are hopping in front of me. They're like exiting the room and then we got one girl that's screaming at the same time because she doesn't like mice but <laughs> well you sent them towards her yeah. <laughs> oh yeah so have you come across some creepy stuff i know we've had bats i've had bat right in my face before brandon got a kick out of that when we were at the museum i, I, just, I was so disappointed because i just turned my camera off because i was packing my gear up right when it happened and I hear him screaming. I'm like, Wayne, did you just see a ghost? No, I bet. I actually, I can share a little story with you guys, which I have not. Um, the big reveal on my uh, investigation at the Old Park Hotel. Um, I have not, I have not revealed that yet, but I can share a little something with you guys. Oh, that's very, out you know, of the bag. Do what? it's a spoiler alert. yeah yeah well okay. you know this is a good one and you talk about um creepy things right yeah right so <laughs> i went to i live in arkansas but i actually uh recently went to uh, the old park hotel in ballinger texas okay um mm -hmm. if you've never heard of it i suggest you guys google it it is it is very and one thing i want to say about texans okay i it texas has a lot of haunted locations but the the from what i can see is a lot of them they really like their haunted dolls okay oh. um the old park hotel is full of haunted dolls um just creepy dolls i don't have to say they're all haunted okay creepy creepy dolls and mannequins okay <laughs> creepy mannequins um they actually have in the toy room they have a a slappy you know from goosebumps oh yeah yes they have him and and we're talking about some creepy real quick for a second guys okay because slappy was sitting in a rocking chair okay and i can't really show y'all but he had his legs crossed and his feet were straight like that okay and he was sitting yep. up straight he was sitting up straight in the chair okay there was only three of us on that floor all right there was me another investigator and his his mother okay <laughs> and she was all the way down in the corner she did not wake up uh, you know, she, in the whole time she slept because she did a lot of the driving. Um, but his room was right next to mine, and my room was closest to this creepy hall that you go down. Okay, and it was like an add-on in the 1900s that it was built. That hotel was originally a house. It was built in the 1800s, but um, the add-on was built in the 1900s, and and 
it and so it has like a long hallway and you've got all these different rooms that you can go in and, and down from me was where the toy room was where slappy was at and i actually so he okay i went we'd all been in there and the owner me and the other investigator and the owner had been in there several times um in and out that first day and that first night we investigated we actually captured um well i the other investigator leaves the room. I leave with him. I go back in the room and there's a, a little lamp in there and the light started flashing. So I was like, what in the world? And so I was like, walk out and it goes back on. I go back in there and it starts flashing again. So now here's the investigator and me. I'm trying to debunk it. I'm like crawling underneath the stuff, looking around. Then a music box goes off on the dresser. Whoa. So he's just sitting there doing his thing, right? <laughs> and I was like, finally... I realized the bulb was almost completely out of the lamp. Okay. Mm -hmm. Barely just sitting there. Now guys, if this owner had previously done this, when I had the fellas, no offense to them, they're good guys, but they're bigger guys. Okay. Why would it not, not affected when they walked in there prior to that? Why would it have not caused the light to flicker? That's what I was thinking. Paranormal wise. I'm like, this just doesn't make sense. So I went ahead and screwed it back in there. The music box still keeps going on and off, but this is now, the light's fine. But the next day, this is the creepiest part. And I literally slept right down from this, okay? <laughs> and I, uh, and, and another note on this, the first night that I was there, um, every hour on the hour, guys, my eyes what like shot wide open like this. And I look around and I don't see anything. So then I just go back to sleep. Um, that was creepy. Um, because I used to be, I'm, I'm a veteran. So I was in the army and the only time I ever experienced anything of this nature was, um, when I first came back from Iraq. Um, and you know, this is like the fight or flight kind of sensory. Right. And, and this, when this would happen to me, it's because, you know, your brain, your body can actually stay very aware of things around you. Um, especially when it's in that zone. Okay. And so, somebody could walk in the room. They didn't have to be that loud guys. And I would, my eyes would open like that. I would just, you know, wake up and, but making a note when I came back from Iraq, there was literally always somebody who came into the room this time. I didn't see anybody, but I was still having that same effect. You see? So that was creepy to me, but I said my prayers. I believe God's going to take care of me. I go back to sleep. The next day we go down that hall and we go in that room guys and sloppy slappy. That's probably, I was calling him sloppy that night. So he probably got mad. And so, so slappy, he was not sitting up anymore. He was leaned over like this and his feet were still crossed, but his, his, I mean, his legs were crossed, but his feet were contorted backwards guys backwards they were faced the opposite direction so i'm just like was that him getting up in the middle of the night coming and playing peekaboo with me or what i don't know but texas and their creepy dolls i just can't okay. yeah dolls have a they do have a creepy thing about them yeah the creepiest i think evp that i ever heard was a little girl's voice or something about when you hear a child's voice a yeah voice, and it was at an incredible museum. It's like a castle, all built out of stone, slate. And then the EVP was, Mommy, I'm scared. Right at oh. the end, as we were packing up, getting ready to leave. 
Yeah. yeah we went back there a few times um, back to the library and then our friends investigated the same place come to find out they had hidden something in the building that we didn't know about it was like a time capsule and when we were there we didn't know anything about it and they made us a, a weird thing when he when the guy donated the building it was under a condition that it be maintained as a library for all time and so i mean that's a, like unfinished business there so right he died and then they actually they they brought uh, some museum stuff in it so I don't know if it was his spirit. He was still watching over it, but there was a lot of different spirits in there. And we tried to figure out, and I think this is a big thing, residual haunting yeah, or an intelligent haunting. Yes. Is that the two categories that you put your ghosts into? Um. Yeah, I mean, because, I, you know, like I said, I don't think anybody's an expert in the paranormal field, <laughs> and, and I am by no means an expert, um, but but from, you know, from what I have done investigating, I do believe there are two types of energies, okay, and residual is something that I think is, okay, for example, like you might hear walking the same time around every night, so say around one o'clock in the morning, you, they claim to hear walking, you know, um, so that more, I think, believe that is more like residual intelligent is where we are specifically asking them questions and they're intelligently answering us back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that, that makes it intelligent. Yeah. Um, that to yeah. me, that's the more exciting. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can go to Gettysburg and hear bombs going off and you might even see soldiers marching, but they're not going to look at you. Right. They don't know you're there. Yeah. You got anything like that going on in Arkansas? Um, we actually have. Um, okay, so here I haven't been to this uh, place yet, but I, let me tell them real quickly what I do at the fee house as well, because um, I didn't mention that and I keep talking about it. Yeah. And this is the lead off of that. But I also, guys, at uh, the fee house, um, the owner he got sick about after about a year of having owning this house, the fee house. And, and to help him out, because I had been there so many times, I volunteered to uh, co-host and lead tours for him. And throughout, I love doing it because, you know, like I said, I will take the, the people that come to these events. Um, they'll get to hear the history. I get to take them to the, the places where these events happen. I get to take them to hot spots to where we get a lot of evidence. And I teach them how to use my, um, how, how to use equipment, paranormal equipment. Okay. And I let them be a part of that in investigating, you know, very interactive. I think that's very important because I believe that everybody has, um, you know, abilities. I, I do. I, and I think the best ability, the best tool that we have is our own selves. Right. And I tell them that you've got to be paying attention to, you know, how your body feels like just, and you know, you can freak yourself out, right? And, and uh, the human brain, and especially in a lot of pictures, you got to be careful when people are like, oh, I got this in a picture, okay? Because our brain automatically wants to try to make a humanoid figure out of these different shapes, right? It does. It's just, that's science, okay? <laughs> um, but, you know, but, but seriously, like, um, you know, when you start to get the one thing I notice that when, you know, I'm starting to feel a presence is I might get the, the chills the tingles right. i call them the, the tingles okay i'll get them 
Um, in fact, when I was doing that one investigation by myself in, in that closet, I, I had tingles like going up and down my spine. So I knew there was something with me there. Um, but yeah, just being, and I think the more open you are to this, you know, to the field and the paranormal, uh-oh, you lost me. Can you still oh, hear me? Here we go. Yeah. Nope, we're good. We're good. So do you have um, psychic mediums on your team? Um, well, okay. So not specifically on my team, but I actually have one that I'm closely working with. Um, and I have to tell you guys that prior to meeting her and well, of course, Natalie Jones, um, she, but as far as psychic mediums and she does this, she's been doing this, she's a year older than me. So she's 39. Um, she's been doing this kind of stuff since I believe she was 16. I think she told me, um, she's very professional, but she did a remote viewing for me. Um, at the old park hotel. And she did one here recently at the fee house for me. And then after she shared what she shared and the thing about her is she doesn't want to know any information about the locations because she doesn't want that to taint or, you know, to, you know, mess with her reading. And, um, but she, she was right on stuff guys. And, and okay. You could say, well, she lives in Florida. I'm in Arkansas. Maybe she did some research, but I'll tell you what she did do is after all that was said and done, she said, okay, something's coming up. Something else is coming through. And I'm sorry, this is just how it happens for me. And she, she shared something with me guys that nobody else would have known. Okay. This is something specifically that happened to me in Iraq and nobody would have known this. Okay. Nobody, except for my close personal family and a couple comrades. Okay. Um, and so for me, I'm a believer. I'm absolutely a believer. And, and she, and she and I actually will be doing, um, she's going to be flying in not this weekend, but next weekend. And, um, so yeah, there's something that we're going to be doing at the fee house. Okay. So I'm, I can't really talk a whole lot about it just because, you know, for private privacy reasons, but, um, but yeah, but she's definitely, and I do believe Yes. So I want to say she's on my team because she is, she's like, you know, it's, it's going to happen. And we have big things planned for the future. Hopefully you guys will get to see a lot more of her. So yeah. for I sure. We'll see more of you too, because there's <laughs> other things we haven't even started to discuss. I, I always know. research for my guest. This is, so uh, this is the research I did for you. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love this movie. I was, I laughing through the whole thing <laughs> and as a paranormal investigator some movies i can't stand like poltergeist it was just too far out but that one was <laughs> I, I love the way they did it yeah um was that the newer one with um um melissa mccarthy and stuff yes. the female yes. version yeah yeah yep. um paranormal and female paranormal what is that that's a Bigfoot call. <laughs> yeah, that's a Bigfoot call. Do you have oh. a Bigfoot call? Because I know you. No, but you know what? Actually, you know what? I might actually have a Bigfoot call. I'm all about. Okay, we have a little campfire set up in the back, a little uh, fire area. And the other night, I cut a tree down, guys, with a chainsaw I, for my very first time. Very exciting stuff. Okay, so females, you can do this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I actually had this huge chunk of tree in the middle of this fire and I had a, another piece of wood and I, I knocked three times, you know, because they say you knock on wood and my sister was like, cut that out, cut that out. I said, no, man. I mean, if he wants to come and chill, because guys, I don't know if you see the weather in Arkansas this past week, but it was cold. We got so much snow. Like we've yeah. never seen this in our whole time here. 
It was ridiculous. Now, Arkansas, (laughs) you have the Mississippi River as one of your borders. Yes. And one of our Bigfoot guys claims that's what Bigfoot, that's where they're at. They're down in the rivers. Yeah. That's what he claims. Well, I would say... I'm sure that Bigfoot is just like any other, you know, animal and is going to need a water source. So yes. that's important. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what makes um, Michigan good because we're surrounded by fresh water and more than half of Michigan is forest. Right. What's it like in Arkansas? You have a lot of forest area? Oh, yeah. People? Yeah, we do. We do actually, um, especially the Ozarks. So you get up in the northern part of um, uh-huh. Arkansas, you're getting up in the Ozarks and it's it's very, very like, you know, wooded areas. Um, we have a lot of that here in central Arkansas as well. Now, when you start to get a little bit more south, um, uh, you know, different locations, it's a lot of bean fields and stuff like that. So it's kind of be a little bit more flat. Um, but no, there are a lot of, uh, like I said, especially when you get up in northern Arkansas. But um, but yeah, Bigfoot, my mom, I'm going to share this real quick because there's a, there's a, a, and this is in my hometown, okay? She came out here from California in the 70s, all right? They, a bunch of her friends, she was like 17, they were like 16, 17, they got, they piled up in a truck, right, okay, and they're on this back road here in BB, and back then it was a gravel road, Um, and mom, my mom was sitting up against the the tailgate of the truck, and everybody else was sitting up against, you know, that's when people rode in the back of trucks, do you guys remember that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we did that. (laughs) Oh, yeah um but anyway so she was actually the only one that was sitting up against the tailgate and everybody else was sitting up against the bed of the truck mm-hmm. and she said all of a sudden out of nowhere she said her friends were like i mean their eyes got so big and mom said she turned around and she scooted her way all the way back up against the bed and they started screaming at the drivers you better go she said i mean that's the only thing way she could describe it was it was just a it was this tall hairy um, I think she said around probably eight foot tall, um, and and it was just covered in hair, running on two feet, you know, two legs after them. And a bear cannot run that fast, and nor do they stay on their two feet that long. Okay, <laughs> so um, now that's her story, and I share that because I, throughout, she has a lot of her friends that come over, and I've asked them the same story, and they've told me the similar. Uh, story basically that this happened to them so they verified that when we lived out in the the country area uh, we actually one night it it seemed like if you had mama bear papa bear and baby bear but this was mama bigfoot or (laughs) daddy bigfoot mama bigfoot and baby bigfoot okay they were walking upright two legs hairy look kind of from a distance look like a bear maybe but that but they were walking together uh, across the field and my whole family, including myself, witnesses. Okay. So that was creepy. Um, you what know, do you take with you if you want to go I, for a Bigfoot? What's your, what's in your Bigfoot kit? I, well, you know, honestly, okay. So since I'm so new to this, I've, I've basically stuck to the ghost part of it. Right. Um, I think if I was going to go look for a Bigfoot, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to a wooded, like a, an area where there's not a whole lot of people, okay? Yeah. I was actually in Northern California in 2019 and 2018, okay? And that's some of the best Bigfoot sightings. Area, right. uh, guys, and I'll tell you, I went up, I, I had a four-wheeler um, and, I, and I was up on 3,500 feet up on this mountain, on this trail. And I went and there was nobody above us, okay? And I just kept following this trail and I was up there a good ways. 
And I, I stopped and I had a, I had a blue healer with me, a dog. And, um, and you know, when you get that creepy feeling, like there's just, it, I felt like something was stalking me, like something was watching me. Now this could have been a mountain lion. It could have been a bear. It could have been anything of that nature, but I'm telling you something did not feel right about this. So I got up on that four wheeler and I told, I said, Gruffy, he was the blue healer. If you, if you're going, you better get on here, boy, and let's go. Or I'm about to leave you here. Cause I think Bigfoot is stalking me. Um, so Brandon, um, Brandon trained up in the upper peninsula of Michigan. Yeah. Meyer. That's what they do is they train people. Yeah. We are going to have him on the show. I love talking Bigfoot. Cause there's a lot of Bigfoot people out mm -hmm. there. Really. Yeah. Here's another That's the samurai chatter. That's interesting. You, you don't do a samurai chatter either? No, but my sister and I talk about that same area where we seen that when we were kids. We used to have this call because we had a wooded area behind us, right? And so that we could find each other. And it was just like, I can't, it's so loud. I don't even want to do it on the oh. show. But it, it's, it was to let each other know that, you know, that we were, within the area or how to locate it, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, had, I haven't perfected a Bigfoot call, but I'm going to work on that. And my yeah, good friend, work on that. So next time we talk, a... we can hear your samurai chatter. Uh-oh. <laughs> we have to move on. We're up, you know, we've talked for almost an hour already. Yeah. So we'll get into uh, the shout outs. We, we always do a shout out to our previous guest. And that was the alluring Esther Joy tarot card reader and witch. <laughs> witch. witch yeah we can find witch do you have a shout out i know you did some already tyra but do you have anybody else you just want to recognize um, yeah so um uh, well <laughs> i'm thinking guys um you, you mentioned some person from texas and you said like we should know but brandon did you know the person that she brought up Oh, the name. Um, are you talking about the owner or the investigator? From Texas, I thought there was someone you said. Um, oh, no, that, that was who I was talking about was Natalie Jones. Natalie um, Jones, right. Yeah, yes, Natalie Jones. Um, and you, yeah, you can find her all over Facebook. Um, but no, uh, no, I just really not at this time. Um, yeah. I, you know, I can tell them how to get, how to find me. <laughs> her book sounds interesting. Well, that's what we're going to do now. And then okay. that's kind of. Uh, upcoming and ongoing and then uh so go ahead and let people know where how they get a hold of you so if they see a bigfoot in arkansas do they call you do you have do you have a yeah. place that they call absolutely um right well it's actually on my arkansas x-files page you guys can find this on facebook um there's the page right go and give it a like you could check it out um but the, yes there's a number my actual telephone number you can find it there <laughs> and you give me a call you you see anything of that nature uh anything um aliens um you know extraterrestrials we didn't get to really talk about that a lot right. but i definitely believe that you have an arkansas mufon mutual ufo network no i oh. don't i bet we do but i don't you know i'm not a part if you have a chapter in arkansas or not I, I bet they know. do. You know what? I'm going to talk to my good friend, Natalie Jones. I bet she knows. Right. Well, you mentioned her book and I'm always, we like to uh, get authors on and talk and talk about authors of the paranormal. 
Although a lot of Bigfoot people, they don't want to consider themselves paranormal. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard that too, you know, yeah. and I get that. Squatchers. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, you know what? To each their own, and 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 very much respect the whole, you know, and everybody's opinions and of that nature and stuff. Right. But uh, but yeah, checking so. our shows out though. A lot of the Bigfoot. I said, well, Bigfoot's just into Bigfoot, but they have been checking our shows out. Uh, yeah. Several of the Bigfoot teams. In March, we have Phil Shaw. He's our Bigfoot guy. He's from West Branch area in Michigan. And then we're going to follow that in uh, March with Rebecca Smuck. She's kind of a demonologist. Oh, nice. Right. And then April, we're bringing in another Bigfoot person. So Linda Pomranke. And then Tanya Gear Seeger is we're yep. going to end up in April with that. That's Kim's yep. psychic yep. friend. Yep. And then yep. May, we got two spooky people coming and returning. Shitan Noir, who is a cryptozoologist. Oh, nice. Author. So she's she'll talk about anything from Mothman, Bigfoot, Dogman. You know, we Michigan is big in Dogman yeah. sightings and Bigfoot sightings. And then we end up May with uh, Exe Susan Smith, another uh, psychic medium. For the final thought, everybody gets to weigh in on this. I want you guys just to rate one, two, or three aliens, Bigfoot, and other cryptids, and ghosts. Which one do you think is more believable for you? Or which one isn't? <laughs> you don't want to believe it. So those three things. Uh, who wants to start? Brandon, you want to start? Aliens, Bigfoot, and other cryptids, or ghosts? Which one are you most apt to believe? Well, for me, it's ghosts just because I have personal experience with it. But I do believe Bigfoot and aliens exist too, but I don't have the personal experience with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who does? Kim? Well, yeah, you know, I'd probably have to be with Brandon in, in terms of ghosts since... Um, I had a personal experience at a very young age, seeing something that I couldn't explain. And then um, also personally being on many investigations, seeing, hearing, feeling different things that I can't explain um, that are definitely leaning towards the paranormal of some sh way, shape or form. Um, Bigfoot. You know, I'm not 100% sold on Bigfoot yet, but when I talk to these experts and I listen to these experts that we have on the show, it leans me to be more of a believer. But like I, like what Brandon said, no personal experience with Bigfoot, but my mind is open. Um, and then UFO aliens, no personal experience, but when I meet people, and learn about their experiences that we've shared and that they've shared on our show, it leads me to believe that there's something out there. You know, I don't know what it is, but I, it just leads me to believe there's something unexplained out there that, yeah, there's something. We just don't know what it is. Okay, yeah. You know, I have to agree with you too, because my experience is with ghosts. You know, my grandfather hunted yeah. ghosts. I believe his stories 100%. Well, he oh, dug yeah. up bones, you know, uh, three different times and then had to bury them properly and say the few words over him. And then the spirit was at rest. 
but I'm, I'm open. You know, I, I ask people to be open-minded in the beginning of the show. We do that every time. Mm-hmm. Well, Tyra, your screen had locked up. I don't know if it's came back yet or not. No, I think we lost her. Yeah, I don't I see her at all. It's not responding. It's like she's completely gone. Looks like she's gone. Huh. Well, that's not good. Oh, oh. She's coming back. Okay. Her <laughs> well, mute button's on, though. You got to get your uh, unmute. Mute. Yeah. yeah she's on me. She's their mic's muted. And inverted, Tyra. Um, okay, here all we right, go. Now you're back. There yeah, you all go. All right. Yeah. I, can, I can do with this. All right. I apologize for that, guys. So um, okay. So you, my you opinion all uh, this stuff. So yeah, how do you feel about this? How do you rank them? Right. Um, well, number one would be paranormal, just because uh, like you guys said, I've I've had a lot of uh, with spirits, ghost, um, experiences a lot more with them. Um, I want to say number two is going to be extraterrestrial. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I've actually, and we didn't get to, I know I talk way too much. We we're going to have to do another episode. (laughs) Okay. But we like Um, that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've had experiences with them as well. Um, and a few different, um, times and actually seeing things and of that nature and, um, and Bigfoot would be number three because I absolutely believe that Bigfoot Sasquatch, he has many names, is real as well. And I've seen him. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if Arkansas had their own pet name. Um, I think we just call him Bigfoot. Yeah, okay. Kentucky has. Um, yeah, they got all kinds of weird names for him and stuff. Bearzilla, something that they've been seeing over there. There's the Ohio Grassman. Yeah. Yeah, everybody has their own pet names, I think, for pretty much the same thing, though. Right. That's it. We're going to get into the inspirational thought. That's the last thing on the show. My inspiration came off of Facebook. It was something that my sister posted. My half-sister posted this. She's a real spiritual warrior, more than any of us, I'm, I'm afraid. She's, she's into it. She's fighting the battle. But this is what she posted. Train your mind to see the good in everything. Positivity is a choice. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. So I think there's a lot to be said there. You know, positivity, it's like seeing the glass half full. Yeah. Half empty. That's our choice. I got my COVID vaccine today. So. I don't know if we're halfway to solving this thing, but at least I'm halfway at being mm-hmm. vaccinated. I got my first shot. So I think we're on our way. I think it's going to take training ourselves to be positive because this is not positive things that are happening around us at right. all. Yes. So I think there's a good message there. Tyra Clark, Arkansas X-Files, very spooky. Um <laughs> start i like those stories and you're right we're going to talk again yeah <laughs> we are looking forward talk. to it yeah we have not covered covered ghosts pretty well but there's still yeah. a lot of things that we have to say about ghosts too hey i'm going to set up a bigfoot investigation after this just for you okay, okay. yeah right. there's a lot of bigfoot people out there they're gonna yeah. like that yeah yeah and normally bigfoot is about 24 inches which is 
really, really large. If you see mm -hmm. something like that in the woods, I'm not going to be going the direction of the toes. I'm going to yeah. be going the direction of the heels. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> I already told you about that. Randa's going to be out hunting them <laughs> in the upper peninsula of Michigan. Yeah, I plan on going back up there again in the fall. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we're, we're going to talk to his buddy, too, that you mentioned, I think, Jim. Yeah, Jim and Rich. Yeah, we went up there with them. So we're over our time. I'll probably get reprimanded for this. Uh -oh. Kip Galling, nice talking with you. Brandon Jose, we'll see you in a few yeah. minutes over at the studio. Yep. Tyra, we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. I enjoyed it, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tyra. Peace Thank out. you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Family-owned Palermo Pizza underwrites this episode of Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. Located at 901 Gazan Parkway, Southwest Wyoming, and available at 616-531-8300. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media.